1: Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Mahomes
0: has the time, delivers,
2: perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick
0: Mahomes with a rope. This one
3: this indeed for catch he did. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road His Radio. My name is Colum Kelly. I'll be joined on today's show by Sean Siegel. We'll also be joined by Ben Gretsch as this is the Draft Series Special Edition. We did draft in the FFPC main event for a shot at winning $250,000 this past Friday and uh, this show I hope it's going to be a lot of fun for you, Ben and Sean, two of uh, the people I think are the the smartest in the the fantasy football industry. There's a lot of smart guys in it, but drafting alongside the two of these guys uh, was a huge amount of fun. What we have done in the draft series is I've split the actual draft into five sections we will have a number of different sections uh dropped here throughout the week so you can check out all five episodes as we go through the draft process it was actually recorded while we drafted and uh when we were on the clock so it's all live you'll even hear uh the background noise for when we're on the clock when we're next pick up you'll hear us start to uh, you know see some of those players go that we wanted to target just before us and have to make those quick decisions on the clock. So lots of fun stuff coming up in this show. I'm really happy with how the draft turned out. If you want, as you follow along, you'll be able to check out that draft board, the finalized draft board. There is a link in the show notes and in the description if you want to check out how the draft played out in full. But as I mentioned, we will have five shows dropping for you this week. This first show today is going to be based on the first round through the fourth round, so we'll have all four picks on today's show. Second show of the week is going to be from that fourth pick and onwards through round nine, then round nine through 13, round 13 all the way through 20, and then what we'll have in show five is our breakdown and a recap as we review in hindsight maybe what we would have done, what we would have changed, what we would have kept, uh, what the other teams did in the draft, so really uh, looking forward to sharing that with you as well. So all five shows will be going up first on the Road of biz Overtime individual feed. So this show today is going on the main feed as well as the individual feed. The other shows then will be on delay as they come out on the main feed. So make sure you're subscribed to the of biz Overtime individual feed to get these once they come out. They will be dropping daily. So the first one's going to come out and it's just going to be day after day after day until we get through all five shows. So I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. Uh, I've really enjoyed doing the draft with the guys, and I think there's a lot of actionable information in here as well. If there is anything, and I know by sharing this draft on Twitter, there's some people that don't agree with the strategy we took. Let us know the thoughts of what you think about what we did in the actual draft, where you would have went different, where you thought we went well, where you think we went wrong. Uh, Share those thoughts. with us. it's always good to get a bit of discussion going. Um, And as always, you can drop us a written interview on iTunes. podcast app to give us a little boost up the rankings there as well so without any further ado i'm going to let it get straight into it and it jumps straight in here with ben getting into the action as to who we should go with on our first pick and we're picking from the three spots. so let's jump into it take it away ben
4: we're thinking camara at three well you're i mean i'm not trying to strong arm anyone here but is that what we're thinking kind of
3: I'm pretty. I'm pretty set on it. For me, it's between him and Cook, and I think obviously for the listeners, we talked about this a little bit before. I think what we talked about before in Kamara and that offense for the Saints I thinks good. I know Sean thinks Cooks in for possibly an all-time season, so it's a, a difficult call there. But um, I think so. I think what Kamara... if Kamara
4: goes two, and we then we have to talk about Saquon versus Cook?
3: I think. Where I would, where would you fall
4: on fall on that, Sean?
1: I was talking a little bit with Blair yesterday, and I do think that. There are a lot of scenarios in which Cook outscores Barkley, including some where he outscores him by a, a pretty wide margin. At the same time, in, in terms of with these early picks and the upside that Barkley has, the receiving ability that he has, and just trying to manage portfolios a little bit, even though we all talked about the fact that we don't want to fail to reach, if a guy's not going to come back around and all three of us have him ahead of the other guys, we don't want ADP to push us off of our targets, but, but I have so much cook. I would prefer to have Barkley. the number two person um, here does go Camaro, which I don't think that we see that often, but it's a justifiable selection. And certainly (laughs) if you're sitting there at number two and you're looking saints versus giants, that's something that the person in that number two slot would have to really consider.
3: The sign you heard in the background, there's the, the draft starting, but Chris, Christian McCaffrey is on the clock here, I guess, at the one oh one. It's unlikely to to change from that. But it is an interesting pick at that, you know, Saquon is the you know consensus second pick, but I'm sure like there's a lot of people probably would be looking in different directions at that point too.
4: You are up next. The guy that I think is gonna have this monster season is Camara. And and we were just talking about it would be an interesting decision at two. I actually have Camara projected higher than Saquon, but Saquon just went to But I I just love the high-value touches in that offense. I've always been a big receptions and and touchdowns guy, and Kamara has that profile, so I'm a big fan of his.
3: Yeah, so obviously we have Kamara. Um, I think, Sean, it's um, the way to go here. Um, It's kind of the decision that's been made for us, but unless you have a last-minute pitch for Cook, we have 39 seconds left to go.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
3: Let's do it. So the pick is in. Alva Kamara's uh, up. So we'll see how the, the round progresses. But we had talked before we started recording. Um, we're kind of thinking maybe a, a tight end and a wide receiver over the, the second and third pick. So there's quite a bit to go before it gets back here. So ideally, guys, uh, let Ben go first. I suppose who, who ideally would we be landing um, as we move forward here?
4: Yeah, I think in the late second or early third, you know, being at the third slot, I, I like Andrews over Ertz enough that I, I'm comfortable taking Andrews in the second. Um, Sean pointed out before we we started recording that there's a pretty strong likelihood both will be there. So I'm okay with that. At receiver, um, we were also discussing a little bit, DJ Moore, um, vis-a-vis Chris Godwin. And Sean made a pretty good argument for Chris Godwin. And I think Godwin is a pretty strong target there. Um, and, and somebody that I certainly look at uh, I have both of Moore and Godwin ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, who I know is someone that Sean Sean likes from a draft we did earlier this week. But yeah, I mean Hopkins is phenomenal, but I'm just not as excited about him with his uh, team change. And you know, I can't really make a great case why I'm not excited about him, but just the uh, probably because I had too much Otto Beckham last year. <laughs> I was thinking individual talent <laughs> would trump would trump team change, and and I believed a lot in Baker, and there's a lot of similarities there, but kyler's going to be great this year this arizona offense is going to add plays they're going to be great this year so i could very well see being wrong on hopkins
3: yeah i think as well he's one of those players i think if if he hadn't been traded i think he's probably going at the back end of the first round or the start of the second round and um, that's where i think the value is the change of teams is a concern but that's the only reason i can figure out for why he's going at the back end of the Did lamar jackson the just go in the first round Lamar Jackson just went at the 109. <laughs> so uh, just to go through the draft so far, we have Elliot went at the fourth, Cook at the fifth, Edward Hilaire at the sixth, Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas, and Lamar Jackson. Now Derek Henry's gone at the 110. So somebody here is uh, looking for, you know, love, loves their quarterback play. <laughs> um, could have got him in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> probably could have got go get your guys go get your guys everyone start drafting quarterback but uh miles sanders at the 111 so I, I a lot think, of running backs
4: uh, only one receiver so far and the quarterback pick it might push down um some of these receivers i mean we're probably going to see kittle go before we go again but there's
3: a mm. i don't know i'm not even going to entertain the, ho- the hope of no. Kittle getting back <laughs> i'm yeah. not even gonna not even gonna put my heart into that situation
1: <laughs> take us through a little bit this dynamic in terms of how you see target share breaking down in these three offenses we talked about. Uh, Kyler Murray has said that the Cardinals receivers are going to have three 1,000-yard receivers. Obviously, that would be Hopkins, uh, Christian Kirk, who is someone that all three of us like, and then Larry Fitzgerald, if he had a 1,000-yard season at his ADP, obviously would really help owners there. Versus the Buccaneers, and you mentioned Gronkowski as a potential threat to Godwin. We have Godwin, Evans, Gronkowski – And then uh, a player we all love, I think that one of the concerns I have for DJ Moore is that since I have a lot of him, I've been on him from the beginning, that's worked out very well. You know, do I want to let the fact that I like him and have been right in the past influence me to move him too high this season? But then we have DJ Moore and then a couple of guys who were interesting, although controversial, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. Christian McCaffrey clearly factoring in there. How are we going to see those target splits break down in those three teams where there actually are some interesting targets beyond the number one guy?
4: Yeah, Arizona's, the way I see it, Arizona's definitely going to add play volume and pass attempts. They were fourth in situation neutral pace last year. They were 21st in play volume. I think they're going to be a lot better this year uh, and and able to hang on to the ball more and run more plays, and, and they want to play fast. But Murray's still a mobile quarterback who's going to scramble maybe a hundred times or close to it. And so they're not going to be a 600 plus pass attempt team. Probably I have them projected for 570. Um, And with a kind of a more spread look, I think their, their uh, target shares could be spread a little bit more and and Hopkins, you know, his average depth of target dropped a little last year. He's never really been like a super high efficiency player. He's been a little bit more volume dependent. I think he's obviously incredible. And I agree with your take that he's the best receiver in the NFL at this point, uh, uh, you know, Julio would be the one that would pop into my head as the the strong comparison. Obviously, Michael Thomas, too, you have to give credit to. But those are the guys. And and Hopkins is that good. But if if there's a little bit more of a spread, if there's a little bit more of moving the ball around and all three of the receivers are involved, I don't know if Hopkins is a 150 target guy. And then it's a question of, well, is his average depth of target going to be high enough? Is he going to get enough air yards? Is he going to be this big volume guy? He should be a pretty good touchdown guy. But he kind of comes out a little lower in my projections because of that. And I do have, you know, Kirk having a big year and and Fitzgerald seeing just under 100 targets, but still being very involved. Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. I noted, yeah, like Gronkowski for me, his average depth of target influences or overlaps more with Godwin's. I still have Evans and Godwin really close in targets, but I think people, the drafters, the gap there just, it's hard for me to understand because Godwin, when you look at his depth and you adjust his depth for his efficiency and you look at things like his 11- uh, yards per target last year at the depth he got it at it's when you depth adjust it it's basically it's right up next to aj brown's efficiency i mean brown is a guy that everyone talks about as has to regress but his average up the target was a lot higher so you would expect a higher yards per target are we getting close to getting up on the clock here
3: yeah it looks like uh just the way the picks are going yeah. at the minute we're we're two we're one pick away we have chris godwin and DeAndre hopkins available to us we have zach Ertz and mark andrews available to us
2: godwin just got
3: godwin just went at the 209 so i don't know if that makes a decision for us um kind of the players that i'd be looking at here sean would be probably hopkins or one of the the tight ends um aaron jones is still there i know he's somebody you had thought about previously um what are you thinking about going here sean
1: well i think if we wanted to do the running back running back start and then hammer wide receivers for a long long time then jones would be the thing here i know that ben doesn't want to go that route I think that the interesting question we're going to have to answer is, you know, would we actually want to to pass on one of the tight ends here? If in fact, uh, Andrews is my favorite pick. here. We got twenty going seconds. To put,
3: going to put you on the spot. Who's going, Sean? You take the pick.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's do Andrews, and uh, then we know we have him. We can or almost certainly going to be able to get DJ Moore coming back around.
3: I don't. I mean, is that? It's hard to pass up Hopkins, but. <laughs> I I would have I would have leaned I would have definitely leaned Hopkins and hoped to get one of the two tight ends on the way back. Sean, I think you would have leaned Hopkins too, probably there, huh?
1: Yeah, I think that would have been a, a chance to have a pretty high upside start, but you know, there's a possibility he'll he'll wrap through these next couple of picks.
3: From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it true each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Westland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. Every product is USDA certified organic grown in the U.S. and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. You can use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover. Body balm for target relief and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. From now through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering all of our listeners a great offer. It's buy one, get one free on all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragon.com/bluewire, and as I mentioned, this is a fantastic offer. It is not something that Theragon is likely to do again. It's buy one, get one free. Theragon.com/bluewire. With every day that passes, the NFL is getting closer, and we're getting ready for Sunday. And Sunday means one thing. That's right, NFL Sunday Ticket. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams or favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Once again, promo code BLUEWIRE. Today's show is also brought to you by Fandraft. Take your league to the next level with Fandraft, the online fantasy draft board. FanDraft helps make your league feel like an actual NFL draft with features such as a live streaming ticker, live draft clock, custom logos, walk-up songs, multiple draft board displays and more. It can be used offline or in-person for your drafts simply by exporting the display via projector or onto a large screen TV for your whole league to enjoy. It can also be done fully online so you're covered from all angles and you can also set it up for traditional or auction-style drafts. FanDraft covers pretty much all customizations to suit your league requirements if you're signing up today you can get yourself a free trial at fandraft.com but if you want to jump aboard and get the pro account you can also get yourself a 15% discount with the code rotoviz15 that there is at fandraft.com once again the promo code rotoviz15 to save 15% bring your league to that next level at
5: Rotoviz, we love titles, we love hardware, we love championships, we love winning, and we love it when you do it too. In 2020, one thing we wanna win with you is the Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Mania, $1 million best ball tournament. It's $200,000 first to place, it's only $25 to enter. It's a no-brainer. This is like the elite best ball title this year. So you gotta go to underdogfantasy.com or download their great Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store on your smartphone device and you're going to make a deposit you're going to use code rotoviz when you make that deposit then you're going to go refer five friends and underdog and rotoviz will give you a free entry into the best ball mania tournament so it's it's kind of like a two for one you sign up you put in 25 bucks you enter the best ball mania tournament you get five buddies to play you use code rotoviz you get a free entry no brainer guys let's chase that glory 200 grand if 25 dollars is too pricey for you They've got a $5 tournament called The Bubble, and you can win twenty grand in that bad boy. Their app is slick. You click on the player's name. You see the ownership. You see the latest news and notes. You can draft from that app with no problem. Man, they really knocked it out of the park with this product, and I can't wait for you to try it. So go to underdogfantasy.com today. Make a deposit and use code Rotoviz and chase that glory.
4: My soliloquy kind of cut our time short, and those two picks went (laughs) went in right away.
1: Well, the the second round people were were on on the ball. They were, they were. So we do have Jones as the next couple of picks. We're two picks away from Hopkins coming back to us. If he doesn't, is DJ more than the guy that we're pretty locked into? He,
4: I mean, he would be a pick for me pretty clearly. So I'd be open to certainly reconsidering, but that would be my next best. (laughs) <laughs> unless you want to go two tight ends. I mean, that's really all I can see here on my board that I would consider here.
3: I, I think the pick here would be, depending on how it shakes out, would be between Hopkins if he's there or DJ Moore if he's not. And Hopkins is still there with one pick to go. So um, I, I would be... Kenny Galladay's actually gone there, which is another quite surprising pick. Not somebody I'd be taking at that point. Um, but what's the thoughts here, guys? Are, are they clearly the two? I think for me, that they're clearly the next two options. I, I think I would... I, I'm, uh,
4: I, they're, they're clearly for me, too, but I, I just want to say, because I've made an oh, impassioned yeah. defensive more here, that I'm very yeah. comfortable going Hopkins here.
3: Oh, Hopkins is gone. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Hopkins is gone. So we're kind of into the range of Cooper, who I think um, we're all kind of uh, off at this point at this point of the draft. We have Evans, we have Ertz, we have, you're into the running backs, then Gurley, Taylor, Fournette, uh, Sutton, then DJ Moore, and AJ Brown. And I, I think for me, the pick here is DJ Moore, unless you have different thoughts, Sean.
1: No, it, he has that opportunity this season to take it to the next level, to score more touchdowns. They talk about him really emerging as their superstar. With what we've seen with him the first two seasons at that age, this could really be the year that he elevates into being even a first-round redraft pick next season. So I think we should do it here.
3: I was hoping that it would just land for us uh, with Hopkins after after passing him in that second round, but um, great, great value for Hopkins.
4: These guys both went running back, running back. I'm not guessing Andrews would have went, to your guys' point earlier. We probably could have went Hopkins, then Andrews.
3: But it's one of those I, sort of things, you know, at, at, I know me and Sean both like Hopkins this season, but, you know, if you say DJ Moore outscores Hopkins at the end of the year, um, there is there is the possibility of that. So I'm still happy with the, the Andrews-Moore start. Before we started drafting, I probably would have went uh, Hopkins-Andrews, but still a very strong start.
4: For me, I, I'm thinking more about like what, what would have been better for our team, pr- for the three of us, probably Hopkins-Andrews. For me, I prefer this. I have more ranked higher, and, and I was answering that question um, kind of longly. But I also have a pretty decent gap between Andrews and Ertz. And so if Andrews would have went, we would have wound up with uh, Hopkins-Ertz, which would have been a, a significant downgrade. At, not a significant downgrade, at, but a downgrade at both of those spots in, in my own rankings. Um, I guess hopefully I'm right. (laughs) But yeah, when when I was answering that that question, the Godwin and Moore thing, Moore played six snaps in week 16 and then left and missed week 17. Uh, Through 14 games, he and Godwin, and Godwin played 14 games. They had caught the same number of passes. Godwin had about 150 more yards. He had substantially more touchdowns, uh, and he did it on fewer targets. But I think Godwin's catch rate and his yards per target and his touchdown rate are all pretty in- extreme and might be difficult to match. I think his target should go up this year, but Moore was already on pace for this really high target uh, season in a, what it ultimately was a pretty comparable season, but his efficiency, it wasn't bad. It was just, just a little bit above average, but again, he was playing with Kyle Allen. He was doing it in his second year as a 22 year old. Godwin was in his third season. Um, so I I think when you kind of look at the, their seasons last year, holistically, the, the big, differences, you know, efficiency, but you also have to give more, in my opinion, a little bit more from a a big picture standpoint, a little bit of a nod in in the sense that he was younger and doing it with a worse quarterback and a worse offensive situation. Uh, And I've said that I think Evans and Godwin should be a little closer because I think they'll see similar targets and Evans will get the air yards. I think Evans will have a more valuable target profile this year. Now, Godwin probably should project to be more efficient, but it wouldn't be that surprising if Godwin – Evans had the bigger season and then, and then Gronkowski was enough of a red zone threat that Godwin's touchdowns came down. And to me, if Godwin was something like a fourth round value, it wouldn't really surprise me much. I I still love Godwin and I would have probably wanted to get him over any of these other options in the second round for us. But yeah, I think that's an interesting debate between those two
3: yeah so we have two teams here coming up uh, towards the back of the round uh just one there was a double running back start just gone with alan robinson there's another double running back in pick 12 um when we're looking then at coming back now i think um depending on how things fall obviously but probably looking at the next uh, two picks coming up here being wide receiver on le- because obviously running backs have gone at a clip that we probably would have expected so far and David Johnson's gone off the board in the back of the third round. Um, so <laughs> what uh, what's your thoughts here, Sean? Is that pretty much the way we're going to look for the next three, four rounds is to, to hit those wide receivers where possible?
1: I think so. That would be structurally the, the most dominant approach here. It would give us the most flexibility. It would give us the most team upside. Looking at who might come back, we do want to have the discussion of if there are any players we might you know, deviate from that for. All of us have Jonathan Taylor labeled as a target at wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, and then dipping into some guys who I think for our team personally would be fourth round options, especially late in the fourth round, uh, even though they're going a little bit later, you have Terry McLaurin, you have DJ Chark guys that all of us like, what do we see and what are the different scenarios as we're about Round away here, and you know, definitely want to be prepared for what might happen when we get to the 410.
3: What's interesting I think here I know Sean you mentioned a couple of our favorite targets you know AJ Brown and Calvin Ridley both of them have actually just gone off the board at the back end of that first or third round so going a little bit earlier than we may have expected which is going to push some guys down we're having a bit of a a wide receiver run here through most of round three and two wide receivers to start round four so we may actually get into a situation where somebody like Jonathan Taylor does fall that way back I still wouldn't be expecting it to happen there's seven picks left to go but you know, we're starting to see a run of wide receivers. It'll be interesting to see what happens over these next two to three picks. But if someone think, like that does last, is that where we're looking?
4: I, I I love Taylor. I think Sean made a strong point that the Carolina offense, if Curtis Samuel is being used more around the line of scrimmage, is more of a move player, more in the backfield like they're talking about. If Robbie Anderson is a hit, um if Ian Thomas does anything, and you have Christian McCaffrey – Sean made a good point that in some respects, DJ Morris feels like a high, high floor player. And then in other respects, there's some, you know, probably a, a more of a floor than or a lower floor than maybe I want to admit. Uh, and I just made that case for Godwin, but it's probably true for more. And, and if that's our one receiver through three rounds, it makes me less willing or, or likely or, or want to go with the Taylor pick.
1: I don't know. How do you feel about that, Sean? Well, you and I had this discussion with the ship chasing guys after we were off the air, they night, asking me where I would take Taylor and getting to be in this range is, is one of those spots where we've talked about how he's one of those guys. If we're especially looking, I think to winning the whole thing and we wanted to have Alvin Kamara and someone else who could put up say a hundred point stretch in the fantasy playoffs, then, you know, that might be the guy. And so if we like enough of the receivers going after that, and we're willing to not deviate, to not go for some of our other running back targets later, then I think Taylor becomes an interesting option here. It depends a little bit on if our wide receivers fall to us and what we're kind of thinking in terms of moving those round five guys into round four, and then perhaps even say those round six guys or late round five guys into our early round five pick.
4: Which is some some of the receivers you were referencing, like a like a Will Fuller or something?
1: Yeah. So if we uh, if we're completely confident that you know Sutton is going to be someone who probably is there early in the fifth, uh, if we're comfortable with you know uh Chark Ma-ha-ha. those yeah. guys, then I think going with the back to back wide receivers, any of those things work. If we like those guys, uh, that's another potential reason that we might be able to go. Taylor here because we're definitely confident with our round five pick, and then uh, certainly now that we've passed on on Hopkins, I think Kirk is someone all three of us want rounds later. But as we're looking to the, what the cascade fast. would be, you know, those are some of the scenarios we we kind of have in mind going forward. And for the for the listeners, we've looked at this both sort of backward and forward in terms of who's going to be available later and, and what those targets are and how that. Dang,
3: Taylor went. The other one—that's the latest. I—I I didn't think he would get to that point. It's—I uh, was hoping we we're so going we're to get on, some locker.
4: We're on deck. I—I I have like I have Lockett, Diggs, McLaurin, Shark, Sutton as my next five. I'm not yeah. as high on Metcalf as you guys. You guys have Metcalf over Lockett as a target, correct? Yeah. That might be one we want to break down a little bit, or would do you prefer to just go like McLaurin here?
1: I think I probably would prefer to go with someone that all three of us are on and could end up having just this monster, monster share. And one of the things you're always looking at yeah, from you are
0: on the, clock.
1: the Seahawks offense is the Seahawks receivers is the fact that they do have to have those big efficiency numbers. Metcalf for me is more the guy who could explode and really be a superstar, which they haven't had. What they've had is guys who, are very good players and fit with russell wilson and then get those very gaudy efficiency stats if the offense actually does get more pass heavy and a little more fast-paced and metcalf takes the next step then he could be a league winner here but we have some guys who maybe don't have as many questions from a target perspective although they do have questions from a quarterback perspective
3: so if 30 seconds to go there's three players i have in my mind here metcalf and mclaurin we're all aligned on chark and mclaurin uh I'll i'm like good with both call, of those
4: then. two for sure, I would have a little bit of a counter on Metcalf personally.
3: Just Chark or McLaurin, Sean?
1: Let's go with Chark here.
3: I think that's the right pick too. I think and that um, we
4: get the nice DJ Moore, DJ Chark, the DJ. We
2: got. Yeah,
3: all planned out from the start. I think my hope now would be that either uh, McLaurin or uh, Metcalf make it back to us, Sean. Is that your hope here at this point?
1: It is. However, I think that the best player of this whole group is Cortland Sutton. We have the concerns about the quarterback play that we discussed on, on ship chasing. We have the concerns with these new targets added in. I think those new targets actually make it more difficult for defenses to key on Sutton. Uh, you can kind of look at it either way in terms of the handler. Injury probably won't keep him out too much of the season. Might diminish his early season impact if he was going to be a guy who comes out and just instantly is Deshaun Jackson. The reports at a training camp are that the Broncos can't cover him. How much does that factor into to the concerns that people may have had about either the quarterback play or how this offense is going to run? I love Sutton.
4: I have some concerns about the Broncos offense, like you said, and, and, they, and I mentioned it on our, our ship chasing the other night where if Locke isn't it, they didn't really address the backup QB spot, but then you said, well, then maybe we'll be picking up Jeff Driscoll and starting him. You know, <laughs> you, can, you can get those little surprising stacks, like your Josh McCown and uh, and Alshon Jeffrey season. But Sutton is was just phenomenal and has been phenomenal, I think, at all stages of his career so far. And I, yeah, I'm very much on board with him as their number one. I don't think Judy has much of a chance to, to surpass him in 2020. So, yeah, I'm all... all I'd be wheels up on that. I have McLaurin ranked ahead of him. I have Diggs ranked ahead of him. Uh, but you might be thinking Diggs is a uh, maybe an, an option in the sixth. Would we get a chance at him there?
1: He comes back so often because there, there are some legitimate concerns there. He's not a trendy guy. You both have all, all three of I'm the only one who has Sutton as a key important target on our board. You, you guys both have McLaurin. Uh, Colin, we've talked pretty extensively on the show about him and i know that he's one of your guys as lockett goes off the board there at the 501 i'm kind of feeling that that would be your preference is he who we should go with here Uh,
3: to be honest uh is somebody who especially last season i was all aboard the whole way through the season to be honest i kind of started to tail off because the hype was getting so high at the start of this offseason. And I actually expected his ADP to be higher than it is now. So based on that current ADP, he's one that um I definitely yeah, would yeah, let be yeah. be persuaded to talk into. and um, we're looking at it. We have the option now off Metcalf or Sutton as we are on the board. McLaurin has gone. I, I'm 50-50 on this. I can go either way. I'm happy to go with either option. I think Sutton, um, as Ben said, is the clear number one in this offense. That's not disputed at all. There's still a situation where Lockett could be the lead guy ahead of Metcalf as much as I love Metcalf so based on who we have available those two guys I'm happy to to go with Sutton um Ben are you yeah are you ready yeah to go, for to me it Sutton? would
4: be uh, I would be with McLaurin off the board I would be pretty clearly Sutton here let's go is that good uh, it sounds like that's good with you right Sean definitely so let's I let's like this happen. receiving core this is a explosive young receiving <laughs> core
3: so we'll leave it there for today's show. Um, that is obviously going all the way through pick five. Five picks on the board. We have Alvin Kamara, Mark Andrews, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, and Cortland Sutton. I've just renamed the team DJ stack after DJ Moore and DJ Chark ended up there on the third and fourth picks. We'll also pick the show up when we get into it on the next edition as we talk through Hawaii we did pass on Metcalf, obviously somebody who we've talked a lot about in the show. We really like him. Um, Obviously, we're having a bit of a discussion there, but we'll get more into that at the start of uh, the next part of the conversation as the draft will continue. We will be picking it up. We'll be running through round four through nine on the next edition and uh, really looking forward to sharing that with you. Will we continue to go wide receiver? Let's wait and find out, but it's uh, was a fun draft. All good so far. Hope you're enjoying uh, as you listen along. As always, if you want, you can get yourself a 10 discount to a Road of his NFL pass right now. All you have to do is put in 2020 RV Radio to save yourself 10, or you can check out more on Roadiviz.com forward slash podcast. And that's it for the first episode of the draft series with myself, Sean Siegel, and Ben Gretz. Make sure you're following Ben on Twitter at yards per You can follow me on Twitter at overtime Ireland. Let us know your thoughts on the draft so far. How things are going share it on social media because we do appreciate all the support you do give us as loyal podcast listeners and until we're back with the next edition make sure it's on that road overtime individual feed check it out make sure you're subscribed until then have a good one NBA and NHL are playing for the gold and our partners at BetOnline have you covered. Get in on all the action including the NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into the fall and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures and props. So take advantage of the return of sports and remember the casino never closes. Go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag, promo code
2: BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings. A four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.